Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe. This is episode 59. Now, I need to apologise because I have lured you in with a misleading title, so I've probably called this episode What I Eat in a Day. And I am not going to tell you what I eat in a day. I am going to tell you why you need to stop being lured in by people who say shit like that. I just, um, I just did a social media post about this. And... It comes, I basically, I did the social media post because I just read something by someone else who was like, oh, who would find it helpful if I, if I posted what I eat in a day? Like, nobody finds it helpful. It's so unhelpful. It's ridiculous. Once upon a time, I used to do this, right? I would go through little bouts of deciding that, right, enough's enough. Time to do something about this weight. Time to get that gym membership I've always been talking about or time to use that gym membership that I've got but I don't know what to do I don't know what to eat I don't I don't know what workouts to do I don't know and and like most of you have done at some point you're always looking for the best what's the best exercise for this what's the best thing to eat for this right and so you go into social media and you look for somebody who looks like they know what they're talking about like I used to do it with the gym there's a guy god like to look like that yeah I'm just going to copy his workouts and honestly it's only been with the whole workout thing like I knew it was ridiculous to copy someone's workout but it's not until you finally start working with a personal trainer yourself that you realize how stupid that is like in case you don't know or don't realize like when so I I work he's a, he's a friend of mine who was also uh he was on the intake before me of the nutritionist course that we did. So he is one of these people that I don't talk about. He's one of the ones who is a PT, but also a nutritionist and is fully qualified to talk to you about your your diet. But I just go to him for training, obviously. Um, what I realise with him, or what I realise now from working with him, is that you know when he does my workouts and my programmes and my plans, they're built around me. You know, you can't just go copy someone else's workout and expect to get the same results as them. You know, we started off like back in March or April, I think. And I was on an eight-week block. And then the next eight-week block, it looks at how I've done the last eight weeks, how I'm progressing. Then he builds a new workout program around that, around me, around my body, around my strengths, around my weaknesses. So if someone was to come in and copy what I'm doing right now, what did I say, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, if somebody was to, to come in right now and say, oh, what work are you doing, can I copy that? You know, I, I'm eight months along in the journey that I'm on with him at the moment. I'm not doing the same stuff I was at the very beginning. You know, and when, when you see someone on social media and you see their body and you think, I'd like to look like that, I'd like to be that weight, I'd like to be that dress size or whatever, you know, they didn't just do one thing to get there. You know, they didn't just spend the last six months and this is what's happened. They, they, they didn't just sign up with that coach or to that plan or to that diet and they went from A to B all in the one go and this is the end result. Like the, the way that you look is the outcome of years of different things. You know, like my, what little muscle I am carrying at the moment, because I'm not a big guy, what, what muscle I'm carrying at the moment, I'm not just, this isn't just me from the last eight months, you know, that I've, I've been gaining muscle all my life, on and off, doing different things. Sometimes exercise, sometimes other stuff. Probably gained a fair bit of it 
early on when I was in the Navy, and then on and off from there. It's not just the end result of eight months of training with one coach. Um, and it's the same with people's diets and their weight. It's not just the result of this one single thing that they did. It's the outcome of many different things. So anyway, back to the point. You cannot just mosey on in and copy what someone else is eating. Do you know, when when I first started out in 2018, people loved social media. It was a big thing, and it was a big thing that we used inside the group because, because my at the time, I had a relatively, for the time anyway, I had a relatively big following on social media. My Instagram was super active, loads of comments, loads of interaction, loads of engagement. And it was great, and it's it's where I spent most of my time, and it's where I attracted most of my members. It still is to this day where most people find out about me, aside from kind of word of mouth or whatever. Um, I'm not massive on Facebook. I don't like it. I don't use it much. Um, the only reason I would use it is because it's linked to my Instagram. So like, if I post something on Instagram, I just tick the button to have it post on there as well. But I spend most of my time on Instagram, and that's where most people come from. And back when we launched in 2018... We had a big social media thing. People shared stuff and took screenshots and shared stuff from the group and shared comments from their check-ins and took... I used to make up this little weight loss tracker every month and people would put in their monthly losses and they'd share that. So there was always a massive buzz on social media and something that happened a lot was members, my members, being asked, how many calories are you on? Like... It's like asking someone how much money they've got in the bank. How many calories are you on? I'm on 1,800. All right, okay. It means nothing to the other person. How much money you got in the bank? Oh, and then like them having an opinion on it. Yeah, yeah, this is what I do for a job or this is what my bills are or whatever. It's so, it's relevant to the person, but it's so ridiculously irrelevant to anyone else. It doesn't matter. And even like it even happened inside the group. You know, how are they on 1600 and I'm on 1400? Again, coming back to the, the bank thing, it's like saying, Oh, how have you got a thousand pounds in the bank? I've only got 200. Like, such a stupid thing to say. And it's the same with calories. Like, everybody is different. This is why asking people or, or trying to find out what people eat in a day is so, such a waste of time and a waste of energy. Do you know? Do you ever have people ask you for film recommendations and TV recommendations? Like I, I don't give recommendations because, and music's a similar one as well. Um, films, movies, music—they're they're so incredibly diverse. You could think something is the absolute most amazing thing that you've ever seen, and someone else will think it is absolute horseshit. So I think my. Oh, God, do I really want to say this? I've never really thought about what my favourite movie is. But when I started saying it, one movie sprung to mind, so I suppose that must be my favourite. Interstellar is... I won't say my favourite. I'll say it's one of my favourites. Although it was the first one that sprung to mind. But Interstellar, uh, with Matthew McConaughey, is my favourite film. There, I've said it. I don't like committing to absolutes, but I'm saying it. Now... You might have watched that and thought it was absolutely shite. And if you came to me and says, oh, could you recommend a film? I'll go, oh, yeah, watch Interstellar. It's great. Oh, no, I've seen that. Fucking rubbish. See what I mean? 
We've all got different tastes and preferences. You know, what I think is good, you might not think. What I like to eat, you might not like to eat. You might be one of those awful people that actually comments on, I hope you're not. I'd like to think you're not. I'd like to think the people that listen to this are my kind of people. But you may be one of those awful people that comments on other people's food. That comments on food that you are literally not eating. Imagine comment. Imagine going onto someone's Instagram and going, ooh, that looks disgusting. That's one of the cringiest things people do on social media. Ooh, that looks horrible. Nobody fucking asked you. You're not eating it. I'm eating it. As Nikki McPherson, Project Mac P, says, don't yuck somebody else's yum. Um, But, like, the whole, here's what I eat in a day. You can't, you can't copy the way that someone else eats. You know, most people I work with, most people I work with are women. And most of those women are... 40, what's the kind of typical age range? In the Facebook group, it used to be mostly like 30, the, the highest bracket in the Facebook group was 35 to 45. And they're mostly like average height, 5'4", 5'5", 5'6". And of varying weights, but I would say like the most stats we calculate for are people around like 80, 70 to 80 kilos. Um, and most of them are sedentary, right? The, most people I work with are not doing anywhere near like light acti- like li- lightly active activity levels. They're mostly four, five, six k steps a day. So let's say forty-five year old female, sedentary level of activity, weighing eighty kilos, um, burning around. I think I did this in the last episode. Burning around two thousand calories a day. Now. If that person came to my profile and said, oh, this guy's a nutritionist. And let's say I was someone who shared like every single meal and all my calories and all that stuff. And they came to my profile and said, oh, this guy's a nutritionist. I'm just going to copy what he eats. Now, if I was someone who was tracking and maintaining my weight and planning my days out, my days would all come out around 2,300 to 2,400 calories. Now, if someone with maintenance calories or a calorie burn of 2,000 calories per day started copying what I eat and eating two, three to two, four calories per day, they would start gaining weight. Like if they copied my diet, my diet would lead to weight gain in that person. It's why it's why women often um, gain weight when they move in with a partner or they get into a new relationship if they have the habit of matching the other person's eating. So if you're someone who eats when other people are eating, let's say you're sat at home and your partner gets up and he goes to the fridge and gets something to eat. Now, you weren't even thinking about it. You weren't even considering it. You weren't hungry. But now you see him eating something and you go, do you know what? I quite fancy that. But the problem is your partner is six foot two, has a manual job. He's doing 15 to 20k steps a day and he's burning upwards of 3000 calories a day. And you might have a less active job um, where you maybe you work from home, maybe you spend a lot of time at a desk, a lot of time sitting down, whatever it is, and you might be that person burning 2,000 calories a day. And if, like, my, I'm not, mine isn't like a drastic example, but in someone who has a relatively manual job who's quite active day to day, they could be burning 3,000 plus calories. 
And if you start trying to match that person's eating by putting the same size portions out for you and him, by eating every time they get up to get something from the kitchen, you know, you're, you're adding all these additional eating occasions onto your normal eating for the day. And it would lead to weight gain. It, it's so incredibly common um, for that to happen. And something that we work on a lot inside the Monroe Method is kind of, it will come up in conversation or it will come up at check-ins where people are feeling like, oh, my partner keeps having stuff at night and it makes me want stuff. Um, and then we'll like start talking about potion sizes and things like that. So you have to spend a lot of time working on helping someone separate their diet from someone else's. Because if you start allowing someone else to dictate your eating, to dictate your portion sizes, to dictate how frequently you eat, then you're handing the control of your weight over to that person. I worked with someone who whose husband used to sabotage them a lot. So they, they, they struggled a lot with self-control and all it would take would be the mere suggestion of a takeaway for that person to go, yes, let's definitely get a takeaway. And her husband was very sly about it. He would wait until she was in a very vulnerable position um, she would come home, you know, she would text them, be like, how's your day going? Oh, really tough, really long, quite tired. And he would seize that as the opportunity and say, let's get a Domino's tonight. And it would get her in a position where she couldn't say no. And that was something that we had to talk a lot about. And it, it led to that person having to have a very difficult, in fact, it ended up numerous difficult conversations with their partner. But we, we realised that their partner was actually, in that instance, a saboteur. Because he wanted, you know, it was what he wanted to do, but he didn't want to be the only one doing it. And so he kept dragging his wife down with him. And that was a difficult thing to bring to light and for that person to realise. Anyway, that's that's getting slightly off topic. But if you if you start allowing other people to dictate how you eat, then you're relinquishing responsibility and control of your own weight and you're handing it over to someone else. So... Don't, it doesn't matter what other people are eating in a day. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't take a look at things and take inspiration from recipes and take inspiration from meals that you like the look of. But don't copy. Don't copy other people's eating. I mean, copying what someone else eats is no different to me giving someone a meal plan, which I have never done and will never do. Never. Um, because if you need to copy the way that other people eat. It's because you don't know how to eat. Okay, That's the problem. The problem, and it's the problem isn't that you don't know what to eat. The problem is that you don't know how to eat because if you knew how to eat, you would know what to eat. I'm going somewhere with this, so stick with me. So if I, if I gave you a meal plan, you would know what to eat, but you wouldn't know how to eat because someone else did that thinking for you. You would know what to eat for the next seven days, and then after that, you would have to go back to Monday again, and you would know what to eat for the next seven days, but you wouldn't know how to eat. And I think I said in the social media post that I'm putting up whenever it is at the weekend, um, if, I, if I give someone a meal plan, they'll know what to eat, 
for seven days. But if I teach someone how to eat, they'll know what to eat for life. And that's basically what we do inside the Monroe Method. Like I don't, I don't tell people what to eat. There are plenty of examples in there. I created this little library for people to share meals and snacks and things like that. So there's always, there's no like library of recipe recipes. That, fuck, what's the point? You can Google a recipe. Go to bbcgoodfood.com. It's one of the best ones out there. You can filter it by calories, by dietary preference, by high protein, high fiber, gluten-free, whatever. BBC Good Food's great. Um, yeah, there's no need to have a recipe book. God, people don't not eat well because of they don't know which recipes to make. They don't eat well because they choose not to do it. Most people know how to eat well. They just they either don't do it or they don't know how to do it. Right? They've probably got a few issues going on that makes them want to continue eating a certain way. But the most of you, if not all of you listening to this, know that you need vegetables. You know that you need fruit. You might not know that protein is essential to your diet. But most people know that they should be eating fruits and vegetables. And in the same breath, most people don't do it. So it's not it's not recipes or more information that you need. It's implementation. Um, but anyway, like I said, inside our new coaching platform, there are plenty examples of meals that I've made, meals that others have made. And it... it they're just great for a visual reference. Like the, some of the, I used to always, I stopped doing it these days, but I used to always take pictures, because my business coach told me it was boring. But I used to always take pictures of my meals. I used to always put them on my Instagram. Um, and it was this kind of nightly thing that I did. So I've got, I've got heaps of these pictures. And there's a recurring theme. Uh, and it's like a template, a meal template that I follow. That I won't bore you with, but... Uh, giving these examples just so people can say, ah, so that's what a well-balanced plate of food looks. So that's what vegetables on a plate look like. You know, for someone, vegetables on a plate might be a tablespoon of sweet corn or a few peas, you know, and then it's not until you actually see a well-balanced plate of food and you see, right, well, there's carrots, broccoli, peas, sweet corn, whatever else there. That's what a portion or a few portions of vegetables look like, not what I put down. So we don't we don't tell people what to eat. We show them and teach them how to eat. Because like I said, if you teach someone how to eat, they don't need anyone else. They don't need to go onto social media and copy all these here's what I eat in the day bloggers who are just trying to get likes and subscribers on YouTube and people to use their fucking spice and taste codes and whatever other shit they've got on their Instagram bios. So, the, the overall message of this one is that you don't need to know, you don't need to see what people eat in a day. You do not, you absolutely do not need to be copying other people's way of eating. If if you're at that point, if you feel like that's what you have to do, there's a much bigger issue. Go, because what's the long-term strategy there? Are you going to spend the rest of your life looking for new people to copy their new diets for what? A week or two at a time before you get bored or realize that you don't like the stuff that they eat so you look for the next person to copy them it's not a long-term strategy is it and it doesn't give you any any sort of kind of what's the word autonomy i suppose around your own eating the ability to make decisions for yourself to know 
what to eat, to know what a, a well-balanced plate of food looks like, to know that if you put these foods together, not only will it taste great and you'll enjoy it, it's going to keep you full for a long time. Um, you're not going to need to snack after it. You might make it to the next, you might even make it to the next meal time, etc. So, yeah, if I... Copying other people's eating will show you what to eat for a little while, but taking the time to learn how to eat will teach you how to eat for the rest of your life without the need of any external help or sources. Right, that is all from me today. Until next time.